0: Block Talk Radio. Life is supersonic. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again. We are. And the world is going to know it We'll rock like you're never going to see us again Come on,
1: over Come on over What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold Pure oh. Gold? Yes, sir God. Mike. Uh, you have Mike, a Mike. show on the internet? And we it's Out of your something. homes? Yeah Wow, okay so, Mike, uh, thanks for that uh, intro and a very good evening to everyone. It is 11 p.m. and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Thursday night, January 30th, 2014. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything that tells it like it is. My name is Joe Vecino and my co-host is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? Woo! I am doing fabulous, sir.
0: Excited, as always, for another action-packed episode of pure gold you know some shows yeah go ahead but uh, of course folks make sure you check us out always puregoldpg.com our website facebook twitter and all that other garbage jb
1: yeah thanks Uh, so as i say uh, other shows you know talk all sports and some other shows talk all entertainment we're probably the only show on the internet And if we ever make it to Big Time, that would be talking about sports and entertainment. Tonight, we'll be talking about, yes, you guessed it, the Super Bowl is about two or three days away, and it's right in our backyard here in East Rutherford, so we'll break down. Yeah, it is. Super Bowl 48 is right around the corner, and it's, like, literally in my backyard. So we'll be talking about that. We'll talk about wrestling. The road to WrestleMania has begun, with the Royal Rumble being over and done with what a dead of a pay-per-view will break down. And that's really it, sir. It's all about the Super Bowl and about the Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania. Plus, you know, Mr. CM Punk making some god-awful news in uh, the wrestling world the last couple days.
0: You're right, sir. It's crazy. Um... So many things to talk about, sir. Just, oh, I mean, we've we, we not had a show in two weeks just because of all things going on. And, you know, we've been a little sporadic in terms of when we've done the show. But, you know, it's, it's always great to be on the air, and it's always great to be talking to the millions and millions of people listening to us around the world, sir.
1: Oh, definitely. And, you know, when I think back to our Super Bowl show two years ago out of Whole Foods, uh, that Pete davy the store team leader, allowed us to do. So that was probably one of my favorite shows of all time because we were live in front of the audience. You know, the masses of crowds. We had guests coming uh, in live students, uh, into the store. We had people on the phone from Indianapolis. That was just a great day for Pure Gold.
0: Sir, do you uh, wait? Do you remember this? Uh, this is something that one of our Super Bowl highlights. Nobody in the middle of the field, so a technical
2: grounding can be called even when the play is deep downfield. A safety. How about that? Crossed all the only way down to zero and the pass and the end zone is just
0: a Defensive foul. The game ends here. To the end zone. is I right in- gonna cut that short, but sir, do you remember when we talked about that Super Bowl?
1: We spent two hours live from Whole Foods Market in Millburn Union and like I said, I had a great time that day. We we talked Patriots, we talked giants, we had food sampl we had food samplings. We had people that were in studio, we had people that were calling. Like I said, it was just a great day for pure gold and not to mention that nice little um podium that they made for us along with the sign above that. I wish I could take that home. That 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 sign was just pure gold.
0: We should have taken it home. I don't know. I don't know why you didn't get that.
1: Should have used the sign, there. So here we are. 2 years later we moved where the Super Bowl is in our backyard here in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and the weather looks like it's going to play out to be a decent weather day, you know. The the last couple of weeks have been really cold here in the Northeast and uh it looks like the weather is going to be just fine for Peyton Manning, I think. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day for a Bronco fan for all Peyton Manning supporter fans. Um so the the big game is here. Do you have any um you know, it's the best offense versus the best defense? That's not even a cliche. What are your thoughts on this Super Bowl that's only about two days away? You know,
0: obviously everybody who's ever listened to this show knows I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. He's my favorite football player. I think he's great. You know, I think the world's the guy. And I'm definitely looking forward to maybe possibly definitely another Super Bowl ring on his finger. I hope he wins. I mean, you've mentioned it. The offense is awesome. Uh, the defense has actually been playing well. The last game they played, of course, against the Patriots. It was uh, the score definitely belied the game because the Patriots were pretty much dominated from, you know, from ring post to pillar to post as a user wrestling reference. You know, sir, I believe that Peyton rules quiet the doubters. I think that people finally, even though he already has Super rings, people will be able to shut up about the second ring, the second ring, blah, blah, blah. People are never happy. You know, he's had an amazing season, set all kinds of records, and sir, he'll be topped off, I believe, with another. Super Bowl championship, and he will become, you heard it here on first, the first on pure gold, the lock of the week. He will become the first man ever to win a Super Bowl ring with two separate franchises.
1: It's also interesting how, you know, we discussed this last show, but it's good to bring up again. It's interesting how Eli Manning won on Peyton's turf in Indianapolis, and now hopefully Peyton can return the favor and win it on Eli's turf. The uh, the storyline there is pretty interesting if you ask me. Um, but other than that, you do have again the best defense versus the best offense. It's Super Bowl forty eight, the first cold weather Super Bowl. I don't even think I've ever asked you your thoughts on that. Like, do you, are you in favor of a cold Super Bowl, or do you always think it should be played in fair weather so that you know the best team wins? What, what are your thoughts on a and a chance of inclement weather on Sunday night?
0: I think that, you know what, it's football, sir. Honestly, it is what it is. It's a game that people play. This is not baseball. This is not basketball. It's a game that people play with a foot of snow on the ground, with 100 degrees outside, pouring rain. It doesn't matter. I don't see how anybody can make the weather an issue because, all right, yeah, maybe playing doesn't play that great in cold, you know, the cold weather per se, but last I checked, uh, you know, Denver isn't exactly a nice, warm location. That's as cold as can be. It snows up there. So I don't even see how the elements are going to be that big of an issue for him, sir, honestly. And, uh, you know, Seattle plays in the Dome, so what's the difference?
1: <laughs> you wish Seattle played in the Dome.
0: <laughs> You're right, sir. Uh, you know what else? I'm thinking about uh, Safeco Field, and I'm thinking about when they opened the Dome for WrestleMania 19, so uh, forgive me for that, sir.
1: <laughs> You're definitely uh, smoking the, uh, you know,
0: the morning, Quiet, But anyway, all right. Seattle. Uh, Seattle plays in in warm weather. What's the difference? They're both going to be in cold weather. It's going to affect them both. I honestly don't see how the weather plays a factor, and I don't get how all the football experts think that it's going to be such a big deal. Uh, again, I know that the in throughout history, of course, they did play in a dome. This I know in Indianapolis. But, um, you know what, he's played, been playing for the last couple of years in Denver. What's the big deal, sir? You
1: tell me. No, you're right. It's it's not that big of a deal. I mean, the biggest storyline the last two weeks, other than the fact that Peyton Manning is going for a second Super Bowl and uh second with a different team, has been, you know, this all these Sherman comments that he made at the end of the game uh, after they defeated the San Francisco 49ers, um, you know, basically cutting a wrestling promo, I had no problem with it. People have made way too much out of it. It seems like it's been overshadowed, the the success of the CLC Hawks, um, how they got here. They they were the best team in the NFC, probably the best team in the NFL in terms of just overall with their defense. And, uh, you know, this guy Sherman decides to, uh, you know, run his mouth, I guess. You know, you can't control your, uh, your emotions right after a game like that. It was a great game. And, uh, you know, that's been the storyline, and Payton Man's been the other storyline. That's about it. The only other thing that people could talk about for two weeks is, like, it's in New Jersey, yet people are calling it the New York City Super Bowl. It's in New York. It's in the heart of Manhattan. But, you know, I'm I'm of the belief that, yes, it, it, the Super Bowl is in New Jersey. I understand that people will say that, you know, it's in New York.
0: but did you just say – you, you ripped me for not knowing Seattle play, does not play in a dome. But did you just say that you're of the belief that the Super Bowl is in New Jersey? Because last time I checked, that is a fact that the Super Bowl is being played in New Jersey. So uh, would you care to elaborate on that, sir?
1: Well, if you if you ask the 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 pundits, the experts, the Mike Frances of the world, he'll let you know that the Super Bowl is played in the heart of New York City, which. You know, meaning that New Jersey is just a suburb of the New York City, the great the great city of New York.
0: Did Mike actually say that the, that the Super Bowl is being played in New in New Jersey? I mean, in New York.
1: He is of the belief that yes, we are just a suburb of New York City, and the game will be played in New York, even though the teams physically in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, Mike. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so I guess uh, I just happen to be, uh, you know, playing in uh, – I'm broadcasting out of my home in Philadelphia, even though I live in New Jersey. So, But I'm of the uh, mental belief that Philadelphia or Pennsylvania is a better state than New Jersey. So, yeah, Mike, that that's nonsense. You're a fool. I know you're not listening to the show. you got to be an absolute fool to say such things. And I think that people really take it over the top. I do think it's kind of dumb. Even my wife is asking, me, why is it Bill, New York, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey – New Jersey is the armpit of America. It is the scumbo of the you know the capital of the world. It is what it is, but the game is in New Jersey, just like the Giants play in New Jersey and the Jets play in New Jersey. I mean that whole argument can be beaten like a dead horse
1: sure Ken. the the one thing I've mentioned over the last couple of years too is like this is a you know this is not really a game it's more of a, an event. uh people get together, they have parties, you know people that don't understand the game of football get together and watch the game. And to me, that nothing irks me more than having people come over um, and have a party and not understand the game of football, and they're just there to watch the commercials, and all that hoopla is just junk to me. I mean, yes, I do watch the commercials, and I look forward to them, but I also... I understand the game of football. If you don't understand the game of football, if this is the only game you've watched all year, then you're a complete and utter loser. If you if you think that this is you know you're going to understand the game of football watching the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is more of a, an event, like I said, and uh, people just like to get together, like to booze it up, like to have parties. It, it honestly makes me sick, sir.
0: Yeah, I totally I totally agree. I know you've gone into <laughs> you've got into rants in the past. About how people, you know, what you just said about, you know, you only gonna watch Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. So, is this why you lock yourself in, in the closet and watch the Super Bowl yourself?
1: <laughs> I always invite my dad over to watch the Super Bowl, sir. It's just a, yeah. a yearly tradition.
0: It I mean, it's your dad, not that, not that Neil doesn't count. Hey, Dave, remember me? But <laughs> your dad, so all right, he's gonna come over to your house, but you don't, you don't go to parties and you don't hang out with friends. Is what I'm saying.
1: I definitely do not. I am a loser when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I said, I do not want to be around people that don't understand the game of football. I don't need to explain to them what a holding penalty is. I don't know you explain to them what a touchdown is. If you, you, know, if you don't understand football, you do not need to be near me at all during the Super Bowl. To, to me, it's a bittersweet day because it's the last game of the football year. Because I'm a god a Mets fan, I have nothing to look forward to after, after the Super Bowl on Sunday, even though my teams are not in it. I do like the Super Bowl. I love the NFL playoffs. And like I said, it's a bittersweet day for me because after that, I mean, what are we have to look forward to? Uh, Mets spring training? <laughs> well, you know, I'm
0: actually – side note, I'm actually not – I'm not totally against the Mets this year. I think that it is a little, you know, they made some decent moves. And I actually can't – I am kind of looking forward to spring training considering how badly my Giants did. But, um, you know, what I was thinking about sir. I was thinking about how come Sunday the Super Bowl is going to happen, right? When Monday rolls around, I mean, there's nothing of interest to me. The sport – February is a terrible month for sports. And then March Madness I could care less about. So I, I'm not going to care about anything until the middle of April when – uh we're, you know, in the middle of spring training, so I don't have two months of nothing when it comes to sports.
1: Do you think that um, this, other than the fact that it's in our backyard, do you think that this uh... Super Bowl is going to do well in terms of ratings? I know like weather has a, a, a sometimes an effect on these kind of things. If if we're all in a cold deep freeze in the in the United States, it seems like every state has these freeze warnings these days, and you know, it's just a weird weather pattern that we've had this year. You think that the ratings are going to be good for this game? You think they're going to be okay? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I think it hurts that there's no team from this entire coast. I definitely think that that hurts a little bit. But, you know, it's a Super Bowl. I mean, what was the last time the Super Bowl got bad ratings?
1: Yes, I mean, that's true. I guess the ratings would decline if there was a blowout. The last couple of Super Bowls have been really good. The years that the Giants have been in have been good. Last year's Super Bowl was good. So you're right. If I guess if it's a blowout early, which that's uh, we might as well just give our prediction now and then just get, move on. I, I really think that uh, Denver, with the weather that they're predicting, it's going to be around 40. Well, no, it's going to be 40 in the day, and it's going to drop down to like the the upper 20s. I still think that's going to be enough. Uh, it's going to be the weather's going to be decent enough for Peyton Manning to to pick apart the Seattle defense. And I, I know that people think that the Seattle secondary is really good, but I think Peyton Manning. You know, you give him two weeks to study a, a defense, he's going to really find a way to pick you apart. And I think that's what he's going to do this um, this Sunday. I think that they, if they jump out to a 14 nothing or even a 14 three lead, I think that it's going to be a snooze fest the rest of the way. So I think that Denver. If they jump up to a, at least a ten point lead, which I think they will, I think it's going to be a snooze fest. I think Denver takes it. Peyton, you know, easily cruises to a twenty. I mean, not easily, but twenty seven to seventeen victory. Uh, I think the Seahawks are great defensively. I just don't know offensively if they could actually catch up to Denver, especially if Denver puts up some early points. So I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos, not only because I want Peyton Man to win, but I just think that they are going to win. I just think they're the better team offensively. Their defense actually has been quite surprisingly quite done quite well. They did well against the Patriots in the AFC title game. So if they played that decent, I think that they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I definitely think that they're going to win. I think uh, getting back to the rating thing for a second, I think that what may yeah. is the fact that Peyton Manning is so well-known. He's such a popular player all over the country. And I, like you you mentioned earlier in your your intro, basically, I think it's fascinating. When I'm a big uh, I'm a big numbers guy when it comes to certain things. I'm a big and I don't believe in coincidence or anything like that. But I'm a big you know like interesting stories. I think it's fascinating that Eli won in Peyton's home turf, and Peyton is now playing in Eli's home stadium. Which took, I mean, like who would have ever thought that, you know? And now when he wins, to me that'll be amazing. I totally believe you know. I totally agree with you. I think that the that the um, Denver Broncos will win, and I think that Peyton will have a big day. I, I, I kind of have a feeling it may be similar to the last game where the where the Broncos played the Patriots, where the Broncos may get out to a big lead and, you know, not big, but, you know, a couple touchdowns, and then the defense will hold up, but then the, the Seahawks will start storming, storming back, but it'll kind of be too little too late. I mean, the Broncos just need their defense to play decent, and they've been playing well, and they've obviously not been a highly talented defense this year. I definitely think the Broncos will win this game, sir. I just I just don't see Russell Wilson leading the Seahawks to victory, sir.
1: And that leads to my cliché question that I'm sure that Payton's been asked. But you know what? I haven't really followed. Okay, yes, I, I listened to a couple questions on, on – um, you know, I listened to a couple questions uh, during media day the other day. But uh, the question is, if, if Peyton Manning does win the Super Bowl this year – he has the greatest, basically the greatest season of all time, offensively during the regular season. He wins another Super Bowl, sir. I mean, are you, if you're Peyton Manning with your neck injury and all the, all the stuff that you could potentially happen to do if you get hit again, he's had I don't know 19 neck operations. Do you retire or do you go for another ring next year? What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think Peyton is a competitor. Um, I think he's probably probably going to play, but I think you go out like Michael Strahan, win a title, and you're done. That's it. The second title, greatest year in the history, you know, in terms of if he wins this title, it truly is the greatest the greatest game in the history of, you know, any quarterback, excuse me, the greatest season for any quarterback, considering the records he set and everything else. I just don't see how, what's the point? You know, he's, he's in it close to 40, um, is like you said, bad neck and everything else. Made billions of dollars, had an amazing career. What's the point of continuing to play? You win this year, you got two. Nobody's ever going to knock you again. I think you. I think you go out on top and you you call it quits. Sir. I really do. I mean, he's thirty-seven. He'll be thirty-eight uh, in a month. So or a month and a half. I think he's got to he's got to end it. Mean, really? okay. Sir, career highlights. Just just so that we can go over this. Thirteen Pro Bowls. I mean, seven-time AP, first-team All-Pro, you know, four-time NFL MVP, was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, blah, 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 four-time the passing touchdown leader, including this year. You know, he's, he already won, you know, a Super Bowl MVP, et cetera, et cetera. What more do you need to do? Honestly, he's got almost a 100 passer rating. I mean, he's got almost close to 300 more wins. I'm oh, sorry, 300 more touchdowns and interceptions. I mean, what? You tell me, sir. What, what more do you need to do? Nothing. Just just go out
1: on a high note, and that's it. Why
0: are right. hurt? Why, why risk getting hurt again?
1: You're right. And if, if I guess if he was younger, then I guess you'd want to chase after the Joe Montanas and maybe Terry Bradshaw's with the five rings. But you know what? He's never going to get that far because you know he's he's only going for number two now. It'd be almost impossible at his age to get three more rings. So yeah, I think he should go out on top. He had the best, like, in, threw 50 touchdowns this year. What fifty-two touchdowns? I forget what it was. Something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: Um, but you know what's interesting? as a side note, I heard this on the news last night, and I I just wanted your thoughts on this. Eli Manning, brother of you know Peyton Manning, um, has a seven-month-old daughter, I believe, and Peyton Manning only met her just the other day. I mean, I found that so strange that Peyton Manning only met his, his niece uh, only two days ago, and and this is Eli's daughter who's seven months old, uh, isn't that a little strange to you?
0: <laughs> Considering that, uh, you know, everything you hear, they're a close family and stuff, yeah, I that's weird, you know, it's it's totally weird. I felt like uh, i has been in prison all this time, you know, <laughs> like I don't understand how they haven't met. That to me is just, that's strange. I mean, I remember when my niece was born, Um, I have only one brother, and his daughter was born, and I went out there the next day to go see her. Like the day after she was born, we were there. So, yeah, I think that's weird.
1: It is weird. When I start thinking about seven months ago, that that was like in June. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if the baby was born in September, maybe, because you know you got you know practices, you got meetings, you got to fly to different cities for games. But I mean, the baby was born in June, and you tell me that when the baby was born, like you said, the day after, the week after, you're not flying out to see your niece. It's just to me, I found that so bizarre. Somebody making so much money could easily take his own, I'm sure he has his own private jet and and visit Eli, visit Denise. I I don't know. To me, that just was weird to hear that. That's the first time he ever met his niece was two days ago.
0: When we're on Dear Gold, would it be Super Bowl week, and we're over here talking about what kind of an uncle Peyton Manning is? That is why this show is the most entertaining show on any form of media, sir.
1: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, So, what else about the Super Bowl? I mean, Um, You know, you got the food, you got the commercials. The halftime show, that's another story in itself. I know that, you know, we do talk about sports and entertainment, so we might as well say that uh, personally I think that the the halftime show is a joke. Having Bruno Mars followed by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they knew that this Super Bowl was going to be in Jersey for at least the last four years, three or four years. You tell me you couldn't book some local Jersey folks, of course, me being biased. You know, look try to book Bruce Springsteen for maybe a song or two, get Bon Jovi for a song or two, and then maybe get Billy Joel for a song or two. I mean, have some New Jersey feel to it. Why are you getting Bruno Mars? I understand that he's like the the top of the pop charts, and, and like little kids under you know, 15, 16-year-old girls go crazy for the guy, but You want to make this a special New Jersey Super Bowl. You want to have a New Jersey feel to it. I I just think booking Bruno Mars was just the wrong idea. Red Hot Chili Peppers, even worse. Uh, It's a total joke. Uh, The halftime show for me is the time to get up, stretch, go to the bathroom, get ready for the third quarter. I, I have no interest in the halftime show. Your thoughts, sir?
0: I just think it's weird. Um, didn't Billy Joel just play at the Garden though recently? And, and I saw Bon Jovi. I mean, I could be wrong. I may be thinking about another band. But I saw Bon Jovi was playing recently, like to help to help kick this whole thing off over in Liberty State Park. But I may be thinking about another band. Um, I think it's weird. You know, I, you definitely would think that one of either Bon Jovi or Bruce would be there, considering, like you said, they're as famous as it comes when it comes to New Jersey. Um, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the thought process was. I don't know what the you know, what they were thinking, I, it's odd. It's definitely not something that you would expect in terms of if you're going to book someone, you think, yeah, I'm booking Bon Jovi or, yeah, I'm booking these all these guys who have come here from, you know, New Jersey area, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, regardless of what, like you said, Bruno Mars is like the top of the pop charts and blah, 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 blah yakety schmackety but, um, you know, it's strange. What can I tell you, sir? But it doesn't surprise me. They never know what the hell they're doing when it comes to these Super Bowl halftime shows, so... Why should this one be any
2: different?
1: Very true. So there you go. That's that's your nutshell. The Super Bowl is this Sunday, Super Bowl 48. After that day's over, after the game's over, it's pretty much you know onto uh, baseball. Sp- I mean, yeah, you have a dead month in February, but then you know spring trains around the corner. So. That's your breakdown, Pure Gold's breakdown on Super Bowl Forty Eight. Hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping for actually a competitive game. I don't want to see a snooze fest. I do want to see Payne win it, but I don't want to see like a 35-10 to 10 game. I mean, I want to see a, a somewhat competitive game. I guess uh, it would be nice to see Denver maybe pull away in the fourth quarter, but uh, I don't need to have it be 21-0 to nothing after the first quarter, and I know it's over, right? So I'm hoping for a competitive game. Hope for, go ahead, sir. Any chance,
0: in your humble opinion, any chance, uh, the Seattle to win? I mean, what, if, if Seattle's going to win, what are
1: the keys to the game? Well, that's a good question, actually. I think if, if Seattle's actually going to win, they're going to have to jump off. They're going to have to jump out to an early lead. Uh, even if it's three or six nothing, they have to jump out to an early lead, and they also have to disrupt the rhythm of Peyton Manning. As we know, Peyton Manning is a rhythm quarterback. If you knock him off his rhythm, if you get him out on a, a lot of three and outs to start the game, he's going to be a little rattled. He's going to be a little... Um, upset it with himself, and I think that's the the thing. You have to jump out to an early lead, whatever the lead is, and you have to also disrupt the rhythm of Peyton Manning. If you could do that, if you could shut down um, the, the the great wide receivers that Denver have, obviously you could definitely stop them. But I think if Denver – I mean, if Seattle wants to win, they're going to want to jump out early and get to Peyton Manning early and disrupt his rhythm. Good stuff, sir. I mean,
0: uh, give me a percentage. What are the chances Seattle
1: does win this game? I'm going to say they have a a 30% chance. I think it's 70-30, to be honest with you. I think that Denver's defense has played a lot better in the last couple of weeks, which is really important. And I just think their offense is just so much better than Seattle's offense. I think if you shut down Marshawn Lynch, who's the the running back for the Seattle Seahawks, if you shut him down, you're going to make uh, Russell Wilson try to beat you with his arm. He's an okay quarterback. He's He's pretty good, actually. I'll give him that. He's not the greatest of quarterbacks yet. It's only his second year. So, I, yeah, I think that the, the Denver should really focus, put eight men in the box, stop Marshawn Lynch, the guy that didn't want to talk at media day for some reason. He's just being a jerk about it. Um, so, I, I just think that if you shut down Marshawn Lynch, you, you, you win the game.
0: Sounds good to me, sir. And, uh, you know, of course, we're hoping here on Pure Gold, But Joe and I both predict the Broncos will come out on top.
1: So, sir, we have one more topic, but before we flip over to uh, the wrestling world, why don't we just take a time timeout uh, for a couple of breaks?
0: Um, you know what? I think that's a good idea, sir. We'll be right back after this.
1: Cool. Hey, this is recording artist Sahara Star, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Be sure to check back every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to tune in <laughs> to the best Internet talk show on the uh-huh. East Coast.
0: Totally forgot that that had a time on it. Yes, yeah, sorry Tahara. we are not. It's been a long time. Ago. Hey guys,
1: this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold.
0: Yes, we are Sadie, and uh, what can I say? Hey, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma
1: USA 2010, and you're listening to Pure Gold.
0: Yes, we are.
1: I'm Lisa Mateo of the Pix Eleven Morning News in New York, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Woo! I'm Kristen Ledlow, Southeast Field Reporter for Fox Sports Next, and you are listening to Pure Gold.
0: I don't even know what Kristen is doing now. I think she's actually a host of a CBS Sports show. So that, that's another yeah. update that we have. Gotta love that.
2: Hey, guys, it's Brittany, Don, and Brandon, Miss Arizona, USA, 2011. Make sure you tune into to Pure Gold Radio for only the best talk on sports, entertainment, politics, and much, much more.
0: Oh, yeah, we love to talk politics. You know what's interesting is I've tried to get in touch with Brittany for the longest time, and she's pretty much been blowing me off. I guess ever since she got uh, engaged, she's too, she's too good for
2: her friends at Pure Gold. Wow. What's up, guys? This is actress Jen Lilly telling you to tune in to Pure Gold Radio. Pure Gold brings you amazing guests, awesome interviews, and great talk radio every week. Check them out at puregoldpg.com.
0: Yes, great stuff there. And what's interesting is that I think um, I think Jen is on – I forget what soap opera she's on now, but I'm pretty sure she has, like, a restraining order against this So I don't know if she'll be coming back on Pure Gold anytime <laughs> soon. You know, when you get to be so big, you have, uh, you have to go through lawyers and doctors and all kinds of stuff just to, just to be able to, you know – book appointments and to be able to book interviews and whatnot. So, I'm not sure when we'll be hearing from her again. And you know what? Let's let's do one more out here. Sir. This is actor Anthony Tyler Quinn. You may remember me as Mr. Turner from Boy Meets World among many other roles. Make sure to listen in to Pure Gold every week for some of the best talk radio around. And we're back. JB Riley.
1: Ba- so, let me give you, let me get you nostalgic because I'm going through the archives here from uh, March 15th, 2011. When we used to read, uh, you know, our, our sponsors from, like, for example, from Freedom Cleaning. Do you have an office, an apartment, or even a church that needs to be cleaned? Call Freedom Cleaning at nine seven three six six eight two two seven five. Located in West Patterson, also known as Woodland Park, we serve as Passaic, Bergen, Essex, and Morris counties. Freedom Cleaning LLC. Let us do the dirty work. Call Benjamin Ortiz for a price quote: nine seven three six six eight two two seven five, or or email email him at freedomtoclean at yahoo dot com. Remember those things? I'm not,
0: I'm not even sure if that place exists, but good, good call on the old school uh, hot yoga and everything
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I found was with Design and Beep, but I figured not even talk about them. <laughs>
0: Well, considering that I don't work here anymore beat
1: yeah you're probably you're probably the to focus. All right, so for the next twenty five minutes let's talk entertainment, let's talk sports entertainment, let's talk about wrestling. The WWE had their second biggest pay per view of the year. It was the Royal Rumble and I gotta be honest with you, sir, we both had thoughts of actually ordering this pay per view and um for lack of a better term, we thank God we didn't because, you know, it turned out to be a oh, quite of a dead pay per view they int- they reintroduced uh, Batista uh, the week before, and the guy ends up winning the Royal Rumble. There's no surprise, no sizzle, no nothing. Randy Orton retains the World Heavyweight title, which I, I think we predicted pretty much. But, sir, Batista winning the Royal Rumble, uh, I'm not too sold on it.
0: I'm not too sold on it either, and apparently neither is CM Punk, because allegedly that's one of the reasons that he left. And he and Batista are friends from what he said, but
1: he's
0: upset, I guess, that Brian, Daniel Bryan won't be getting the top spot and. I know we're gonna get back to CM Punk, um, basically, you know, jumping ship on the W W E but I just think that, you know, this is a time as W W E fans or whatever the case is where the W W E doesn't give a crap about us and I think we should all know that. People need to realize that wrestling, um, it's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> in case nobody knew that wrestling is not real. But, you know, in, in this, this CM Punk case appears to be real. I think the problem is that when you have these guys look like Batista, a guy who's been gone for four years and he comes back the same week, didn't get as great of a reaction as I thought he would, got booed out of the building when he won the Royal Rumble. I think that people need to realize that, you know what, um, fans like Daniel Bryan, they like these guys, so why are you not pushing them? Why, are, why is the WWE always like, oh, trying to force, people down our throat whereas fans you know what we want more than that we want to like who we like we want to tell them who to push and instead they're trying to tell us no no you don't know any better let's let's you know let's show you who you're supposed to like and I think that that becomes a problem because fans get upset and I think a lot of people were turned off by the WWE for booking unless they can somehow turn this around but you know what if Punk is gone it looks like the CM Punk match against Triple H the much rumored one is going to go to Daniel Bryan, so Daniel's not going to get in the main event anyway. So Punk really didn't do his friends any favors by leaving because this puts him in, in, a, in a different spot now and, you know, maybe slightly more high-profile, but not the main event of WrestleMania, which is where everybody believes that he belongs. And I just, I hate the typical WWE, you know, we know better than you, you're stupid idiots. I mean, it's basically what they're saying. They don't listen to their fans, they're... The response for Daniel Bryan at the pay per view was deafening, you know, and it looks like they're going to have John Cena against Bray Wyatt, who beat Daniel Bryan, so that's why he lost um, at the pay per view. But it really, it's frustrating because the, the fans are voicing their opinion and they're made to not matter, and that it, it, nothing pisses you off more as a fan than than that, you know.
1: No, I agree, and um, I, I think honestly, selfishly, for. Pure reasons. I think the highlight of the night was when I decided to watch the first 30 minutes of the pre-show uh, on my phone because it was a free. And I watched the New Age Outlaws, two guys that we had on our show, Billy Gunn and um, well, the Road Dogg, win the WWE Tag Team Titles. I thought that was probably the highlight of the night, believe it or not. I didn't watch the pay-per-view. Unlike some people that are on the line right now that you. ordered... <sold>. There is actually somebody on the line that actually watched the pay-per-view. He does report for online onslaught, and that's uh, Power Falcon. Sir, how are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for the patience. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, So you actually ordered the pay-per-view. Did you watch it by yourself, or did you have a couple people over? What did you do?
2: Yeah, I, I had a couple people over, and it's one of those things like, in hindsight, that was the only reason I could stand it. Because I'll I'll be like, there's a local Walmart here that has a make-your-own-six-pack of beer. I was banging those back, had some good friends over. It was a good time. But when I think back to the actual wrestling, the fact that I basically forget over half the show is probably a bad sign, especially since it was only five days ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know the the funny thing about that is that, um, like I said, the, the highlight for me was when the WWE tag team titles were were changed uh, on the on the pre show that was free for everyone. Then the, the, the actual pay per view itself, I mean, let's pick it apart. I mean, the, the world heavyweight title match between uh, you know Randy Orton and John Cena, Brad Wyatt uh, ends up interfering. Uh, they're the, the, the pushing they're pushing a guy like Brad Wyatt over over Daniel Bryan. I mean, is there any sense? Is there any logic to WWE these days?
2: No, there isn't. They don't get it. Whoever is in charge, whether it's Trips, whether it's Vince, the bookers, whoever it is who's making those calls has no – whoa, sorry – has no clue what they're (laughs) – I forgot I'm on PG, and I just recorded my YouTube channel. I I have no language filter. Anyway, um, whoever's making those decisions uh, really has lost touch with the fans. I mean, the mere fact – which was the two weeks ago when Daniel Bryan basically did his return and uh, actually got his one-on-one against Bray. You had 18,000 people in the stands screaming the yes chant, at you know, with him, perfect unison, and yet they don't care about putting him in the Royal Rumble match. They don't care about promoting him. They don't care about pushing him. They don't care about giving him the title run. Um, it shows that they just don't get it. They don't get his appeal, and they don't get, what the fans want. And that's, that's the shame of it. That's the real shame.
1: Wait, say that again?
2: It's, it's the shame that the, the people in charge don't get Daniel Bryan's appeal and they won't do what the fans want them to do. And the Royal well, Rumble it, proves it as well.
0: You know, what's interesting, uh, and again, I'm glad you said it, but Joe, you're an idiot because it, it's not Brad Wyatt, it's Bray Wyatt, first of all. Well, and second yeah. of all, You know, Pyro makes the point, we just talked about it, I touched on it. I've read that this is part of the plan and that, uh, you know, he wasn't scheduled to be in the Royal Rumble and they wanted to push break because he's fighting Cena at WrestleMania or whatever. But the fact that, like you said, the fans are so overwhelmingly in favor of Daniel Bryan and they're so pumped up and they want this guy on their television set, they scream the yes chance, they go nuts, but yet the WWE does not seem to care. That's what baffles me. It's like, why are you so anti the fans who make you what you are. The fans are the ones who, you know, go and pay their hard earned money and, and you have entire you know, it's not just one city. You have entire buildings, entire arenas. You're in Pittsburgh, you're in different states and people are screaming yes and they're chanting yes and they want it. This could have been I mean, all right, let's let's for a second, let's forget about um let's forget about what Chris Benoit did at the end of his life, but you guys remember for the uh, for the uh, WrestleMania 20, 10 years ago, amazingly enough, that amazing time, which, of course, is tarnished in retrospect, but that was an amazing win for him. You could have had the same thing with Daniel Bryan. You had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to push a guy to the moon. The fans are solidly behind him. It, literally, the, the, the arena in Pittsburgh, the roof would have blown off that place, but instead you decide to book the piece to win, and everybody hated it, and they crapped on him, and his return has been ruined. I mean, the fans are so against him, and it's not even necessarily his fault, but they're crapping on him so badly that there's really no way to... I don't even see how you fix this, because, all right, even if, right, even if you somehow shoehorn Daniel Bryan into that main event, he lost his Royal Rumble chance to win, so it's ruined, you know, honestly.
2: The whole thing is ruined. I I mean, WWE has a chance to make this better. I mean, the Elimination Chamber's coming. And if they get their heads out of their butts and actually realize what the fans want and want to make it happen, they can make it happen. And, you know, DV is in the Elimination Chamber, so something might happen. Um, but, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in WWE. I don't think anybody has a lot of faith in them anymore. And quite frankly, I've mentioned this on the show before, that if it wasn't for the recap, if it wasn't for my work at Online Onslaught, I probably wouldn't be watching anymore.
1: So, is it safe to say you're not you're not going to be ordering the
2: WWE network at that steal of a deal? $9.99? You know, actually, actually I am going to be buying that. And oh, the good. reason is purely because of online onslaught because like just from your fact I can get every pay-per-view for 9.99 is amazing. And it's like that's the I I really think it was a brilliant idea because I just ran the math on it and given that I never buy merchandise and I only order two pay-per-views a year at most, WWE only gets about, um, $85 from me a year. But with this deal, if every pay-per-view comes with it and it's only 10 bucks a month, I have no problem with 10 bucks a month. So they're going to get 120 from me every year. So they're making a net positive on me. And I cannot be the only fan who feels this way. There has to be fans out there who only get WrestleMania over who don't even get any pay-per-views and only, uh, watch the free shows and read the dirt sheets and all that. Um, So, you know, those fans aren't spending any money on them. So by doing this, it sort of encourages everyone to spend more money on them. And and they have the original programming, which I'm not going to give a crap about. But, you know, at least it's something different. It's something new. They'll have the classic stuff. You know, I'm just worried that WWE is banking too heavily on their past. I mean, they always have. It's old school Raw. Um, all the games have featured like like the last game for fourteen was um history of WrestleMania and the game before it was the Attitude Era and the game before that was uh, uh legends and you know. So it's like all they're doing is banking on the past and eventually, you know, to be blunt, all those people are gonna die and there's not going to be any kind of um history or legacy that the, that the WWE can bank on further. I mean, do you really want to see John Cena and Randy Orton again? in 10 years from now, just because they're classic wrestlers or whatever. You know, no one wants to see that. So, I don't know. I think they're banking too heavily on their past. It's, it's that simple, and they're not worried enough about the present.
1: And you, you do mention Randy Orton, so let's bring him up. Uh, he he's the World Heavyweight Champion. Technically, Can we have to bring
2: him up? Can we yeah, do because... a him in the ocean and be done?
1: <laughs> I'm only mentioning him because he's going to be in the elimination chamber, so that leaves only two spots left. I think that if you want to really sell the Elimination Chamber, uh, you, you put in Brock Lesnar in there, and uh, I, I still think they're they're leaning towards two part-time wrestlers main eventing WrestleMania. I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Batista. I really think that's going to be your main event at WrestleMania 30. Uh, do you think that? Do you agree, or do you think that Randy Orton somehow walks out with the
2: title after Elimination Chamber? Okay. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I hope to God that doesn't happen, because no one will want to see that. I mean, Batista got booed so heavily at the end of uh, Royal Rumble, you know, that, I mean, Seth or uh, Roman Reigns got cheered so heavily over him, too. Nobody wants to see Batista in the main event. The dude gasped after, like, four minutes in the Rumble, and yet he's, you know, guaranteed this shot at WrestleMania. It's just stupid. Nobody wants to see it. The only person who wants to see it is Vince and his bodybuilder fetish. That's that's the only person who wants to see it. You know, we want to see Daniel Bryan. We want to see his new champion. We want to see something new and different. That's why we were all on board with Punk's, uh, you know, promo herd around the world three years ago, but it never panned out because WWE, you know, let Punk have his run. I'm not talking about his championship run, but I'm saying, you know, they let him have his um, – His anti-hero, voice of the voiceless, deal for a few months, and it was awesome. But nothing really changed, and nothing's going to change this time. And it's really frustrating. It really is really frustrating for the product because it's going to be so much better than it is.
0: You're absolutely right, and it is definitely uh, a frustrating time. Uh, Give us your thoughts on Punk leaving, because to me, what bothers me is that this Punk to me comes off comes off as whiny he comes off as kind of a baby and Anderson or you're not happy. You think the product sucks or, you know, you know, jump on the train, you know, come aboard. Everybody thinks that, but him leaving isn't going to change anything. So to me, it's kind of like, what's the point? Like, why did you leave the company again? You know, your contract's not up. I mean, technically they could probably sue him for breach of contract if he really is gone and this isn't some sort of work, but I know we always assume that we're being worked as wrestling fans. Um, I think that becomes a problem, but I'd like to get your take on it. I mean, was this a good move with Punk? I behalf? I just don't see how it is.
2: I think Punk is at a point in his life that he's just done. And I don't mean with WWE. I mean, he's done. Because, um, I mean, look, the guy has made an insane amount of money. He he, he hasn't made John Cena money, and that's fine. But, you know, Punk is the type of dude who he saved his money, he's made smart investments, and he's always been – part of the industry where he wants the passion not necessarily the paycheck and he's old enough at this point his body's giving out on him he probably came back from injury too soon last year that he's you know he he's tired and he's done and he's got what i like to call screw you money you know and i think a lot of us can sympathize with it when we're in a job you know and, and you know full full uh, disclosure i am in one of those jobs i work here Hell, uh, I'm sorry. Heck, I work at Walmart. You know, I don't care about using saying my employer on the air, and I'm tired of Walmart's politics. I'm tired of the way they treat their employees. I'm tired of the low pay. I'm, I'm just burned out. I'm tired, and I want out of my job. But And I think Punk's kind of in the same boat, except he actually has the money to walk out. And when mm-hmm. you're that old and you're that tired, when you're that beaten up, when you just want out and you don't agree with the company direction, I mean, why not? Why why Subject yourself to the torture i mean yeah it won't get better if he leaves. but the thing is it wasn't going to get better if he stayed either i mean if, if he had a real shot of having some political pull and changing the landscape and changing some people's minds uh, then he could stay and that it would make sense and then i think it would be selfish or whatever for him to leave but there is nothing he can do he's said on interviews a thousand times that he has no political pull and i believe it you know that, you know, the, the management, the real management doesn't want him around and they, they're tired of his mouth and they're tired of his antics. And, you know, why keep yourself in that position when there's nothing to gain from it? That's just, that's just my take. Um, but, again, that's also assuming that there's nothing more to it because I've heard reports that he only walked out because he's beaten up and he just needs a little break. I've heard he hasn't actually left the company. I've heard he has. You know, I, I've heard a thousand different things. So who knows what's really going on. What I find
1: funny is that, like you know uh other than the people that follow wrestling though, everybody will tell you that wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, and you know the for punk to think that he's a uh, got any political pull or wants any political pull when when Vince has always been in charge of the company, yeah, maybe he's given triple h some some authority and and Steffi some authority. but what it boils down to is as long as Vince is alive, well. I think that Vince controls what's going on day to day. And he, like I said, he might give out some power on Monday night to Triple H and to, uh... make some decisions. But I think ultimately, uh, Punk walking out at this time. I think the WWE right now is about to become very lucrative. I don't know if you follow their their stock price, but that they've they've hit fifty two week highs the last three four days now because this WWE network is really going to make some major money for them and for Punk. To walk out now when it's becoming lucrative to to be in the WWE, I think is a a dumb business move on his part. I mean, yes, you might not agree with everything that the backstage politics and that stuff might bother you, but uh, I don't know. I, to me, it, you know, you knew this three years ago when you were fighting against the the, the boss, and did you think that you'd eventually win? I, I mean, the, what I could, what I make of the whole Daniel Bryan thing is that they're trying to recreate Stone Cold. And and you know Vince McMahon with Triple H and Daniel Bryan, and I think it's falling really flat. Triple H is trying to bring back, back guys for, for nostalgic reasons. I think that's falling flat. A, a La Batista coming back and getting booed. I, I just think that they're going yeah. about the wrong way. I just think that they're like you said, they're relying on their past stars to make an impact, and I, I just think that you know it's, in, in that regard, it's falling flat.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't see the present. They don't see that everyone cheers for Daniel Bryan. And going back for three years with Punk, I think you're right that maybe Punk thought he could change because there was a movement of fans who were behind him and who wanted change as well. And you could almost feel something in the air, that something was going to change, but the company never allowed it to happen. And because at the end of the day, the company is in charge. Like, we can cheer and boo for whoever we want, but if they are dead set on having a particular wrestler in a particular alignment or a particular gimmick or have a particular champion, there's nothing we can do to stop it. If there was, like if they truly listened to us, Orton would not be holding the title. He would have never had a match with Cena. Those two wouldn't even see each other for at least another five years, if at all, ever. And, you know, they just they aren't listening to us. Whoever is calling the shots, and it probably is Vince at the end of the day, um, has his own idea about what he wants. And he doesn't care about any of our opinions. And that's why, like I said, I'm so frustrated, and I would have walked out if I hadn't been for the fact that I actually genuinely enjoy covering it. But I don't I don't enjoy covering it for it. I, co- I enjoy covering it because I like writing, and I right. like online onslaught. So, you know, and it, it I mean, puts me in a weird position, which is, you know, but I, I try to always polish turds, as Rick says. I, I try to take whatever the product gives me and try to make it entertaining and funny. But, you know, if I'm watching it by myself, I just don't care.
1: Yeah. I mean, Vince right now is in the driver's seat. He was in the driver's seat maybe 10, 15 years ago when, you know, he had competition. We always talk about how WCW was really good for WWE at the time, WWF, because of the competition. You know, Vince had to try hard. He had to be innovative. He really had to listen to what the crowd wanted. That's how Stone Cold became popular. The fans wanted it, so they had to make him champion. Now you got no competition. Don't tell me TNA's competition. Even they try all these different gimmicks. They're not competition. There's no competition. Yep. The WWE Network is going to make Vince even richer than he is already. So he's got all the cards in his hand right now. They're, yep. You're not going to be able to I sway. Agree. His, you know you're not going to be able to sway him at all now the guy is becoming a dictator it's a monopoly the wv is in charge and he doesn't care what people think as long as he's making money and nobody's going to compete with him i think that you know it's a it's a runaway you, you don't even have to bother fighting him because you're not going to win
2: right and honestly that's why not to sound like a bad hollywood movie but that's why i feel there's more important things than money and it- it is a stupid business decision from a purely financial perspective for Punk to walk away from the company. It was a stupid decision for Caitlin to walk away from the company. Right now, it's the stupid decision for anybody to walk away from the company. But there is more to the company than purely financial gains. And if I have, if I can go somewhere and use my skills to do something that makes me happier or constructive, or just you know just to take a break from the drudgery of what I'm doing, I would do it. I mean, I've, I've applied to a whole bunch of jobs. I just went out of my job. And there's a particular je- company I actually applied for today. And if I got that job, even if it meant a slight pay cut, as long as it didn't put me in financial jeopardy, I would walk out of my job immediately because I cannot take all the BS and the politics and the, the mistreatment and the disrespect and everything in my job. I can't imagine how it must be for punk, and punk also has to travel – 300 days a year while putting, you know, his body through all sorts of, uh, heck. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's like when he was younger, like minus 10 years, you, you can see someone putting up with it. And because you have the youth, you have the energy, you might be able to put up with it. You don't have the money. It's a guaranteed payday, whatever. But at this stage of punk's life and his career, like there was already rumors that he was going to quit. And or at least restructure his contract and do uh, kind of a part-time deal, like if he was a legend, because he's tired. And, you know, you, you can't blame the guy for doing everything that he's done for his entire career. It, it, so if I was in Punk's shoes, I would want to stick it out, only because, like, the rush of the crowd would get me through. But maybe for a guy like Punk, that's not enough anymore, and he's just got to step away. So. You know, more power to him. As long as, not, as long as he's not putting himself in financial jeopardy by the move, you know, more power to him. Get out. Get out of unhappiness. Be happy.
0: You know? But apparently, Punk is, is pretty well off financially. I mean, I don't know the rumors you hear, et cetera, et cetera, but the truth is that, you know, we all look at this thing from our perspective. I just, I just don't like him taking his ball and going home. I didn't like when Stone Cold did it. I don't like him doing it. I have an issue with that. But, you know, we could talk about Punk until we're blue in the face. One thing I would like to discuss before we uh, sign off here, because we're getting close to that time, is uh, the master and the inventor of DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts, getting in to the WWE Hall of Fame. And As a matter of fact, I don't even think we covered the Ultimate War getting in because we didn't have a show last week. So, Power, can you give us your thoughts on those two?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally fine with Jake the Snake getting in. I mean, it's it's like WWE is trying to slowly restore the legitimacy of the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, we've talked about it, once you get Coco Beware in there, he's sort of lost all credibility you possibly can. But, you know, Jake the Snake earned it. Um, definitely a legend. I didn't recognize his music because he was actually before I started watching. But I've seen some of his old matches, and, you know, he, he's definitely a character. He He may not have been the best wrestler who's ever been there, but you know, he had one heck of a memorable gimmick and, you know, he the fans popped as soon as they saw him with the bag, you know, you know, you instantly know who he is, so I'm I'm fine with him getting it.
0: And who was the other one you were asking me about? The Ultimate Warrior.
2: Sir? One more? What? The ultimate yeah. the Ultimate Warrior? Oh, uh, Ultimate Warrior? Um yeah, he I don't know. I'm, like, he deserves it, but I'm surprised that, like, WWE got over over their issues with him. I really am, because there was, I mean, there was a lot of heat, like, real-life heat between Warrior and Vince, and, of course, Warrior totally lost his mind. Probably never had it, if his old promos are any indication. But, I mean, he was another excitable dude. You know, he's memorable. He had a fairly memorable run with Hulk Hogan, even if the matches were crap. And, you know, I think he deserves it. I don't think he's going to be, you know, very highly praised. He's not going to be remembered in the same conversation as Stone Cold. I don't think at the end of the day. But, you know, he, he's, you know, he, he's a worthy choice. So at least they're, like I said, at least they're trying to bring back some credibility and some, um, some, uh, some legitimacy to the Hall of Fame.
1: Is there any other rumors that, um, you know, you think there's going to be more old school guys that get into the Hall of Fame, or do you think like from the '80s, or do you think they're going to go? into the 70s, you know. Unfortunately, also, I want to mention, you know, the unfortunate passing, but she lived a good life was Mae Young. Um, they yeah. did a really good tribute with her uh, a couple of weeks ago on Raw. I thought they did Absolutely. that really well. That so.
2: that tribute is probably, minus, like, the Eddie Guerrero tribute I th- and the Owen Hart tribute, I think the Mae Young tribute is the best one I've ever seen. And the only reason Owen and Eddie I rank them higher is because you know the WWE dedicated entire shows to them. Um, when when I heard about her passing, I've actually thought back because all the recent wrestlers who have passed away, um, they get the splash screen. You know that you know in memory of name and then the year, and it's up there for about five seconds and then you move on. And even when I heard her passing, I was genuinely hoping that they were going to do something more. And then the the SmackDown was the first one that they showed it. And not only was I, did I think that the uh, tribute was really touching, I mean, it was three minutes long. And, I, and I'm not sitting there with a stopwatch, but, you know, it's like they're taking time out of their show for this, and they are doing, you know, they are really treating her with respect. They're treating her legacy with respect. They came to the splash screen, and it was there for a good 30 seconds. I mean, you had this moment of silence. Uh, and it was especially since that was done, you know, they had to edit that into the episode because that already taped SmackDown. Um, the fact that they took that much effort for her uh, really said something to me. You know, that's how much she was respected. Um, and that's in an industry where the women aren't really respected. I mean, period. Um, and she got that much respect. And I, I wound up watching uh lipstick and dynamite that night too. And that was really good too. I mean, seeing her career and everything. So, um, uh, As far as your original question, you know, I confess I'm not all that versed into my wrestling history, so I I can't sit here and tell. Even if I had the list of names, I couldn't tell you, you know, how many guys from the 80s have already been inducted, how many guys from the 90s have already been inducted. So I honestly could can't really tell you, you know, I can't really give you a prediction about where they're going. Although. Like all the major major names I can think of from the '80s have already been inducted, so you know I, I, whoever else they announce for this year will probably be more of a surprise to me. Like it'll be the first time I've heard of them, for better yep. or for worse. And
1: you know, like it or not, we're 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 about to close up the show for t- this evening. Like it or not, we're. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Bumpy start, I think, with the Royal Rumble yeah. and this past you know this past night, uh, this past week's Raw. So Pyro, we will have you on again as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania. Obviously, we do thank you for coming uh, yeah. onto our show tonight. Definitely appreciate and,
2: it. Uh, I like I said, I appreciate the patience. I will be sure not to double book myself next time. I, I absolutely promise. I need to write myself some sticky notes or something. But so I was glad that I called in enough to hear a DG rant. That was vintage DG. That's, All right, that's what, that's what I came for. Props. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Got it. All right, Hello? let's close on out, sir. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, sir,
0: uh, I think I've pretty much uh, said everything that I need to say. There's not much else that uh, that we can talk about here. Honestly, I think that Pyro, you know, said a lot of things best. Yeah, we talked about war. We talked about punk. We covered it all, sir. As always, we covered it all.
1: Well, good. Then next week, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. But we'll talk about the results. We'll talk about, hopefully, a Super Bowl victory for Peyton Manning. We'll break down Raw again as we get closer. We might have Pyro again. Never know. But, uh, sir, another great episode breaking down the Super Bowl 48 and the Royal Rumble. Always a pleasure, sir. You have a super weekend. We'll talk next week.
0: Of course, folks. Make sure you tune in next week. Uh, We'll let you know when we're going to be on the air. (laughs) We'll let you know when we're going to be on the air, but it's always a pleasure to do this show. Uh, We thank Carl for coming on. Thank you for listening. And Let's go Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Everyone have a lovely evening, and as we uh, finish out here, we cannot go. We cannot finish. Without saying as far as the WWE goes, Please (laughs) state!
1: Exactly. What's the name of your show? Pure gold. Pure gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. (laughs) Pure gold.
0: You guys are awesome. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night.